verses 44 through 45, I want to read. And he said unto them, talking about Jesus, he said unto them, These words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scripture. Mighty Holy Spirit, we ask tonight that you would give us mercy and divine grace. That your ministry tonight would reveal Jesus Christ. That our hearts and minds would be opened up to what you have to say to us by way of your holy word. Pray, Lord God, that above all things, Father, that you would be glorified and as Jesus is magnified tonight. And we'll be sure to give you all the glory, all the praise, and all of the honor for every manifestation of your spirit tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight I want to talk about the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom. Let's get right into the word. Matthew chapter 9, verse 32 is where I want to begin tonight. The gospel of the kingdom. And as they went out... Behold, they brought unto him a dumb man possessed of the devil. They brought out a mute man, a dumb man, a man unable to speak. And the Bible says he was possessed of the devil. How many of y'all know the devil is real? That same devil that possessed that man right there that we're reading about? How many of y'all know that devil is still around somewhere? God haven't put him in chains yet. So that same spirit is alive and causing havoc and wreaking havoc in the kingdom of darkness. The Bible says here in verse 33, And when the devil was cast out, Thank God for Jesus. When the devil was cast out, the dumb spake, and the multitudes marveled, saying it was never so seen in Israel. The Bible said they marveled, and they said it was never so seen in Israel. And this is what God told me about that. He said, They had never seen anyone take authority over wickedness in the unseen realm. They had never seen that. They had never seen a man take divine authority in the spirit realm and dispossess Satan 
and his kingdom in terms of what they thought they had a right to. He said they marveled because they had never seen that. That the unseen realm had been invaded by a man filled with the Holy Ghost. Through the power of the Spirit of God. And he was able to make an impact for deliverance for kingdom glory. They had never seen that before. They had seen many prophets. They had seen Moses do things. They had seen Isaiah do things. And Elijah do things. And Elisha do things. But they had never seen, actually seen with their eyes somebody make an impact where demonic possession was concerned. Bible said this, this man was possessed with the devil. How many of y'all know there are people today who are being tormented by the devil? And the church of Jesus Christ is supposed to be doing something about that. We have been given divine authority and power in the spirit to cast out demons and devils and break bondages. By the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ. It goes on to say in verse 34. But the Pharisees said he casted out devils through the prince of devils. They got it all wrong. They were, they were saying that what Jesus was doing was operating in witchcraft. You start flowing in the Holy Ghost, those who are unlearned will say the same thing about you. They won't understand that you are operating in kingdom power. Operating in kingdom authority by permission of Almighty God, the Deity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost have given us permission, hallelujah, to invade the kingdom of darkness and set the captive free. If we're not doing that, we're not doing kingdom business. Amen. goes on to say in verse 35, and Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom <laughs> and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Kingdom gospel preaching will go to the root cause of the bondage. And it will first affect the spiritual root where the bondage has its strength. Somebody needs to get a hold of that. Kingdom gospel preaching will go to the root of the problem, to the root of the bondage, to the root of the sickness, and it will first affect the spiritual root 
where the sickness has its strength. When you and I use the divine authority that God has given us through Jesus Christ, it is first seen and made effective in the unseen realm. So when you speak to the mountain, even though the mountain may not be seemingly moving, know in the spirit realm that that mountain has already been cast into the sea. Remember what the Bible says, we walk by faith, not by sight. We're not moved by what we see. We're only moved by what we believe. And kingdom gospel preaching is meant to uproot every form of bondage of hell. When preached effectively and in faith. Hallelujah. The devil does not stand a chance. When the child of God gets an understanding of what pastor was preaching about, our identity in Christ. And those things that are readily available to us in the spirit realm. Again, that scripture says, we've been raised up and made to sit together with him in heavenly place. That's our portion. That's who we are. That's who he has made us to be. And as the church begins to understand who they are in Christ, we'll see more and more and more deliverance by the power of the Holy Ghost. When we go into these apartment complexes and we're confronted with demon power, and we will be, we must understand that we are in charge in Jesus' name. Not the devil, but when the kingdom of God shows up, Every demon in hell has to take a back seat. They have to back up. They have no choice in the matter. For greater is he that is in us than he who is in the world. Don't you be intimidated by the devil. Don't you allow him to talk you out of the call that God has upon your life. Because this is what we're going to do going forward. We are going to be a people who honor Him by preaching His gospel. You know, a lot of people think, well, the gospel needs to be preached from the pulpit. No, that's fine, but the gospel needs to be preached out there. Out there. And when you go out there, fill with the Holy Spirit, fill with the knowledge of His will, fill with spiritual understanding, you will see results. Because the forces of darkness have no choice in the matter. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead, hallelujah, dwells within you and I today. That resurrection life, that resurrection power of God that God used to raise Christ from the dead is available to every child of God who believe for it. And as we go forth in the coming weeks, We're going to see divine deliverance like never before. I prophesy that tonight. We're going to see people set free from generational bondages and generational curses by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's our push. This is gospel kingdom preaching tonight. Let's go to Luke chapter 13. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Luke 13, verse 10. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. I like the way the Bible puts that. She, she had a spirit of infirmity. This sickness or this malady had its root in the spirit realm. And for 18 years, the Bible says, and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from your infirmity, from thine infirmity. So he was calling her loosed and set free even before he began to minister to her. She was in covenant relationship with God. Therefore, deliverance was her portion. She just didn't know it. Israel had lost sight of the covenant that they had with God. When Jesus showed up up on the earth... Israel was walking far beneath, living far beneath their godly covenant privileges. They were an occupied territory. The Roman government had control over them. They were experiencing sickness and disease like this. It was common that leprosy was manifested in their communities. All of the sicknesses of the curse were manifested in their lives, which should not have been. They were free, but they didn't know that they were free. I see so much of that in the New Testament church today. Because we don't understand what we have and who we have in terms of covenant deliverance. We do without. But Jesus was speaking, woman, you're loose from that infirmity because he knew that she had a right, a legal right to freedom. Verse 13. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Hallelujah. Now he says something interesting here in verse 16. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan, the devil, the powers of darkness, had bound low these 18 years, be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day? Jesus knew that this physical infirmity had its origin and its spiritual root in the, in the spiritual realm, the powers of a darkness were at work. 
We must also begin to understand and get a revelation of the things that we encounter on a regular basis. Whether it be sickness and disease, whether it be generational curses where where our, our finances are concerned, whether it be bondage of any kind. All of these things have their spiritual origin in the unseen realm. And if you can first sever the bondage in the unseen realm, you can see manifestation of it in the natural realm. But we must begin to realize and understand that the spiritual realm is the parent realm. It's the most important realm. But the spiritual realm created everything that we can see in the natural realm. That's why the Bible says, seek those things that are above where Christ sent it. The Bible just doesn't say that just be saying. He's actually saying that we need to concentrate and meditate more on what we, what we can't see with our natural eyes. We need to focus on the spiritual realm first. Because when we do that, then we can bankrupt Satan and break the bondages that we see in this natural realm. Does that make sense? Ephesians chapter 6. Very familiar scripture here. Now the scripture says... For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Mm. Our, our wrestling match is not with the, with the natural things that we see. The battle is not the natural battle. But the Bible says, but it's against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The church needs to be reminded that we are at war with the forces of darkness. Satan and his kingdom, that is where our foes, they are our foes. We must focus on them instead of one another. Instead of the, instead of the, the world leaders that are leading men down the wrong road. We need to focus on the spiritual root of the problem. We need to pray that God will begin to open the eyes of our of the leaders in government because they are blinded by the powers of darkness. We need to understand that when we pray, we need to pray that God would open their eyes so that they can recognize First of all, their need for a savior. And then begin to break the power of darkness over their lives and over this country. It first begins in the spiritual realm. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. These things are real. These entities are real. So anytime I'm attacked in my physical man or in my personal life, I first look to the root of the problem. 
I look to the powers of dark. I go, I come against the powers of darkness. First of all, I find, I try to find out if I've opened the door. If I've opened the door, I need to close that door. But once I, once I recognize that all doors are closed, I know that it's an attack of the enemy. And immediately I go against them in the name of Jesus. I begin to use my authority in the name of Jesus. Because I understand that it's in that realm where I will find my deliverance. No matter what that bondage may be. No matter what the name of that bondage may be. No matter what the name of that sickness may be. It, is, it, find, it has its root and its power in the spiritual realm. But when I break that power in the name of Jesus... That, that power, that, that principality and power has no choice but to let me go. But we have to believe these things. We have to believe these things. It's time for us to stop playing church and get real about this thing. People are dying and going to hell. Christians are being attacked and tormented needlessly. Because we are not understanding the power that we have in the spiritual realm in Christ Jesus. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the spiritual rulers of the darkness of this world, the Bible says. So I must focus on the real enemy, and that is the kingdom of darkness, Satan and his cohorts. Now... Let's go to Matthew chapter 8. Glory to God. Verse 16. And when the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. So again, demonic possession by the devil and demon powers was running rampant. In that community. And the Bible says he cast out the devils with his word and healed all that were sick. Now, the Bible says he cast out those spirits, those people who were possessed with the word of God. It's time that we begin to get a new revelation of the power of the Word of God. We need to constantly be reminded that the Word of God is powerful. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. Spend a little time there. That's why it's so good to come to church on Wednesday night. It's so good to come to church on Sunday morning. It's so good to attend Bible Sunday school, amen, on Sunday morning. Because it's the word that's going to set you free. It's the word that's going to keep you free. Now, the Bible says here, for the word of God is quick or it's alive and powerful. Somebody needs to get a new revelation of that. God's word is alive. It's a living thing. It can, it, it can affect things in the spiritual realm and in the natural realm. We need to constantly be reminded of that. That God's word is the most important thing in our life. 
It's a spiritual weapon. Next time the enemy comes against you, you must realize that God has not left you defenseless. But he has given to you and I the privilege to use what the Bible calls the sword of the spirit. So when I speak, when you speak the word of God, understand that Jesus said, my words are spirit and they produce life every single time. Every time he spoke the word, life was being manifested because he had power over every element of death. So when he spoke the word, demons trembled. That same word that he spoke, you have been given authority and privilege to use coming out of your mouth. The powers of darkness, they understand only one thing. And that is authority of the Word of God. So the Word of God is alive, the Bible says, and it's full of power. We just don't have a a real understanding of that, of how powerful God's Word is. Or else we'd speak it more. And we wouldn't talk about the circumstances so much. But we speak the Word and let the Word do the fighting. Let the Word do the battling for us. Just like Jesus did. And the Bible says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Hallelujah. So we do have a weapon. And it's, it's time that we begin to use that weapon more readily. Not just on Sunday morning. Not just when we're talking to our Christian friends. But when we're up against it. When the enemy has you backed up into a corner. When you get that Bad report from the doctor. Don't say what, the, what your natural mind would say. Speak the word because God's word is spirit. And it will affect the demon power that's trying to bond, bring bondage of sickness and disease into your life when you speak the word. At the moment, the very moment that you get the bad news, where, where the bondage tries to attack you, at that moment begin to speak God's word out of your mouth. God has already spoken it. He's already glorified, but he wants you as a child of God to begin to speak it out of your mouth. He wants to use you as an instrument of deliverance. So the next time the enemy brings anything into your life, say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, Satan, I condemn you in the name of Jesus. This is warfare. You say, well, nothing changed. Something changed in the spirit realm the moment you spoke that. You got to know that though. You got to have confidence in the things that you can't see. You got to have confidence that the demon powers respect the word of God. And they fear the word of God. Coming out of the mouth of a, a child of God. Hallelujah. Again, we've been given permission just like Jesus had when he walked the earth. He is the head of the church. We are the body of Christ. Get that tonight. He is the head of the church. We are his body. We have been given divine permission, hallelujah, to manifest kingdom power in the earth today. I'm stirred up tonight. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just tired of seeing so many people in bondage to the devil. I hate Satan. 
And I hate the things that he does to God's people. Many years ago, God told me, teach my people to receive my power. This is our portion, people. God is not upset when you walk in Holy Ghost power. He loves it. He literally enjoys it. Jesus said, uh, Father, I rejoice today that these things have been revealed to babes. Hallelujah. Let's go to Luke chapter 9. Thank you, Lord. Luke 9 and 37. And it came to pass that on the next day, when they would come down from the hill, much people met him. And behold, a man of the company cried out, saying, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son, for he is my only child. And lo, a spirit taketh him, and he suddenly crieth out, and it tarreth him, that he foameth again, and bruising him hardly departed from him. And I besought thy disciples to cast him out, and they could not. And Jesus answering, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? And suffer you, bring the boy or bring the son hither. And as he was yet at coming, the devil threw him down and tear him. See the manifestations of the devil? He comes, listen to me. And get this. Satan comes, he's serious about it. He comes to steal, to kill, and to, he's not playing around. The enemy is not playing around. And he will take advantage of anyone who does not know their covenant rights. So he, he began to tear at this young man, to throw him down, foaming at the mouth. You're going to start seeing, we're going to start seeing more. And when you approach unsaved folk, because you're so filled, filled with the Holy Ghost, you're going to upset some demons. And we're going to start seeing manifestations. And don't you be afraid, not one second. I remember a few years ago, we was here in the sanctuary. I don't know if Pastor Larry was there. I think he was. No, Pastor Mike was there. A couple other guys. And Pastor Goodluck. And there was this lady. She uh, came for deliverance. And... uh, she began to manifest, and she began to speak with a man's voice. And, uh, of course, Pastor Goodluck, he wouldn't even move at all. You know, he was like, y'all take over. You know what I'm saying? That's how he was. He, he wanted to train us in how to operate in these things. Anyway, we began to minister to her and begin to cast the devil out of her. But what came to my mind was that, This is what every believer ought to be doing. And in the coming weeks or months as we begin to go out into the community, don't be surprised if you begin to see these things. 
And don't be frightened. God has you there for that purpose. To set the captive free. To set people free from demonic power. These things are real what I'm talking about tonight. And I, I didn't want to really talk about deliverance too much, but that's going to be part of this thing. It's operating, but you have to know who you are in Christ. That's why when Pastor was teaching uh, Sunday about our identity in Christ, that's a very important subject matter when you go out there in the, in the, in the, into darkness. You have to know who you are, because when you know who you are, the devils respect the name of Jesus. They respect it. When you understand that you have the authority, that you are in charge in Christ Jesus, okay? So don't be moved by what you see. Understand that it's, everything is first affected in the unseen realm. So when the, when the devil starts acting up and falling out on the ground and, and withering it and acting like a snake, don't even be moved by that. Just continue to use the name of Jesus. Because the devil, he's just about to come out. That power is just about to be broken, and he knows it. But he'll, he'll try to do all these things to try to frighten you, try to make you look at the natural. Understand that in the spirit, those demons are already defeated. Can I get an amen? amen. So Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit. The invisible powers of darkness were behind this, and everything that they saw with their eyes, again, had its root. In the spiritual realm. But again, we're learning more and more tonight that we have authority first in the spirit realm. And when we take that authority in the spirit realm, we will see, we will see results in the natural realm every single time. Okay? Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 3, if our gospel be hid, we're talking about the gospel of the kingdom, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, with a little g, that's talking about Satan and his kingdom, in whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So Satan is the god of this world. He has some authority in the unseen realm, okay? He's not without authority, but, but he does not have authority over the child of God. Satan has authority in, in the world over people who are, don't have covenant relationship with God. When, so when you see things go on in the natural realm, and uh, you see demonic powers operating against people, who don't have a covenant with God, those, those demons have a right to them, okay? Because they don't have, they're not in covenant relationship with God. But anytime, a ch- or you see demons operating this way against children of God who don't know their authority, okay? So don't, don't be thrown off when you see those things. Understand that the God of this world has blinded their minds so that they do whatever he tells them to do, and they operate under, that, under, under Satan's authority. But when a child of God knows who they are in Christ, when the enemy comes against us, at that moment, we don't play around. 
At that moment, we take authority over them in the name of Jesus. Okay? So, again, Satan does have some manifestation power in the natural. But if we can keep him in the spiritual realm, we'll defeat him every single time in the natural realm. Does that make sense? So it's important that we do that, that we keep our eyes on the word and operate as spiritual beings. You, you got a physical body, you got a soul, just like Pastor was teaching uh, Sunday, but we are primarily, we're spirit beings. So when we keep the devil in the spiritual realm, we'll defeat him every single time. When we approach him from that perspective, he has no choice in the matter. He always has to back down. Because, again, that scripture that says, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. That's real. But we have to know it's real. It just can't be cliche. It has to be a revelation that we are who God says we are. And we can do what God says we can do in the spiritual realm because we're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Amen? Go to Luke chapter 11. I'll get ready to close for the night. I just feel led that we're going to really encounter some things when we go out there. And we need to be built up and ready in prayer and with a divine understanding of who we are in Christ. Now, this is Jesus talking. He says here, but if I with the finger of God cast out devils, Jesus says, I cast out devils with the finger of God. Amen. No doubt the kingdom of God is come unto you. So when we encounter demonic resistance and when God uses us to bring deliverance for those who are in bondage, the kingdom of God is being made manifest to the world. When we use the name of Jesus, when we use the blood of Jesus, when we use the God-given authority that we have in Christ to set the captive free, the kingdom of God is showing up. And God gets all the glory. Amen? When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are at peace. The strong man, that's talking about the devil. That's talking about him and his kingdom operating in demonic authority. Their goods are at peace as long as they are not confronted by someone who knows who they are in Christ. They're able to operate unhindered. But the Bible, what Jesus said, but when a stronger than him shall come upon him. Again, when you show up with the name of Jesus on your lips, when you show up with the shield of faith, when you show up, things are supposed to change immediately. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusted and divided his spoils. That's talking about how Jesus bankrupt Satan. That's how, talking about how Jesus took every one of Satan's powers away from him when he was raised from the dead. You and I share in that authority. You just have to believe it. I want you to stand up tonight.
And I'm not going to put nobody on the spot tonight. But uh, Pastor been encouraging us when it's time to go out, we all need to go out if we can. But I want to pray for you tonight. I want to pray in the spirit. Then I'll pray in, pray in, uh, in regular English. Father God, Rosso Tobaka, y'all pray with me. Roma Hesheke de Macarabacondo. Ede Macarabacondo de Macarabacondo.